Welcome to the Wellsteading Podcast. This is episode 428. Today is October 10th, 2023. I'm your host, John Pugliano. I'm also the founder and money manager at investablewealth.com. Well, today I have a short episode for you. I'm going to give you some commentary and my opinions about what's going on with the market, specifically how it's up and in a rally mode in the aftermath of the beginning of a war between Israel and Hamas. I know a lot of people thought that that would drive the market down. That's not happening. We're going to talk about that. I also want to tie all this into a blog post that I put out over the weekend where I talked about the small cap stocks still being in a danger zone. Incidentally, if you think you're subscribed to my blog post notices and you're not receiving them, then most likely they're getting stuck in your spam folder. Make sure you're whitelisting anything coming from investablewealth.com or wealthsteading.com. That's even if you're sending me a personal email and you're expecting to get a reply back. Look in your spam folder. My firm is constantly fighting the battle of being associated with dirty servers, even though that's not the business we're in. I don't send out spam emails because mass marketing isn't part of my business model. In any case, over the weekend when the attacks broke out in Israel... I thought that perhaps this may be one of these black swan or gray swan events, which combined with everything else that's happening in the economy, might finally push the stock market over the edge, but that hasn't been the case so far. Now, I do think that if the war escalates, then when that compiles on all the other geopolitical issues that we're experiencing with the unending war of attrition in Ukraine the Cold War heating up with China and any threats there with an invasion in Taiwan. I mean, there are just geopolitical hotspots all over the entire globe. If you've been paying attention, you've seen the, I don't know, half a dozen or so coups that have taken place in Africa over the last, you know, year or so. So there's major geopolitical instability. This hot war in Israel is just one more element of that. And all of these military skirmishes result in global inefficiencies. And in one form or another, they add friction to global commerce. And right now, global GDP is forecast to be under 3%, and it's been in decline. So we have stagnation or a slowdown in global growth. At the same time, prices are continuing to rise. And these military skirmishes or any type of forceful introduction that we're seeing between countries or within countries just compounds and adds to the cost of doing commerce, which raises prices at a time when global growth is stagnant to decreasing. That's not good for anybody's economy. Now, having said that, of all the economies, and despite all the bad news you hear every day all around you, The United States is somewhat insulated from all this, and if you go all the way back to the video I did, I think it was May of 2022, and I keep bringing this up, but I talked about global choke points, and that video was in reference to what was happening in the early days of the Ukraine invasion, and I talked about how the three biggest negative impacts to global growth and the global economy were all going to be favorable for the United States, at least to some extent, and that's in the areas of energy, agriculture, and weapon systems. And so right now, while there is a major slowdown and stagnation in the overall global economy, the United States economy and North American economy generally are holding up much better. Now, in spite of the resilience of the U.S. economy, what worries me 
especially in the narrowly defined S&P 500 and NASDAQ, has been their overall outperformance this year when compared to what's really going on in the general economy. Assuming the estimates are accurate, then this will be the fourth continuous quarter where corporate profits have decreased. And when you look at leading economic indicators as provided by the conference board, I think this is the 17th consecutive month where we've had declining economic indicators. Now that only happens in times of a recession. Things are not as rosy in the general economy as they're portrayed in a handful of S&P 500 stocks or currently right now within the NASDAQ. And you can see this by looking at the mid-cap and, in particular, the small-cap stocks. And that's a chart that I put out in a blog post over the weekend where I showed that as an index, the Russell 2000 or the small-cap stocks have been trading in a danger zone, which is an area where they hover just above or below their long-term moving average. And long-term moving average, I'm talking something in the range of four years or maybe a thousand trading days. The small cap stocks have been consolidating around that area for the better part of the last two years. The danger in that is that anytime any indices, whether it's small caps or large caps or anything, but anytime they can't break out above that long-term moving average, it almost inevitably ends into a further meltdown. Now, this is one of those tripwires that's on my radar that causes me to want to be in a cash position. This is one of the reasons I've been in a cash position for nearly the last year or so. Things are so bad, in fact, with the small cap stocks that if you draw a horizontal line back in time from where we are right now, you'll see that the price is about equivalent to where it was five years ago. So effectively, what that means is is that if you were just sitting in small cap stocks since the summer of 2018, then you haven't made any money. That's not an indication of a strong economy. And the 2,000 or so stocks in the small caps and the additional you know 1,000 or so in the mid caps are far more representative of the general economy than a handful of companies like Apple or Microsoft or Google are. All the increases that we've seen in the market over this last year, not only are they focused in a very small minority of stocks, but they're also based almost exclusively on valuation expansion, not on profitability. So the profits are not going up. In many cases, they're going down. But the reason prices in the stock market have gone up is because investors have been willing to pay more. It's about valuation expansion not profit expansion. That can't last forever. Ah, Bottom line, listen, small cap stocks are in trouble. They've been in trouble for a long time. We can't go into a full-blown bull market rally unless the small cap stocks are moving up as well. Just to give you an idea of how bad this is with small caps, not only in terms of extreme long-term moving averages and how they're at or below those levels, but even on just a standard 200-day moving average, which roughly is an average rolling price over the previous year, 12 months, when you look at the small cap index, the Russell 2000, almost 67% of the stocks in that index are trading below their 200-day moving average. That's bear market recession indications in terms of that index. 
Now, I know we're not there as a general economy, but that's where that index is. And so regardless of what you see with some of these big name players in the stock market, the small caps are telling us that there is likely trouble ahead, or at least that we're in some severe economic conditions currently, which may pull down those other stocks. And then the corollary of that, if you're a glass half full type person, the corollary to that is that even if we are about to go into a bull market, there is still much more than ample opportunity because you've got some, you know, close to 1,400 stocks just in the small caps that have yet to appreciate. So if you think you've missed the opportunity, you haven't. The opportunity is there in spades, but I, in my opinion, I don't think it's time to jump in yet. When we see these smaller cap stocks start to move, then I think we'll know that the all-clear signal is in. And again, there'll be ample opportunity to buy in to good quality, profitable companies at that point. Now, let's put all these digressions aside and come back to the point I tried to make at the beginning here, and I think I failed to. Why is the stock market going up in light of what's going on in Israel right now? And the bottom line is that investors on Wall Street are ignoring the possibility that things could heat up and get worse. They're also ignoring the possibility that things are not so rosy even as it is. But the biggest reason that in the past few days we've seen the market go up so much is simply because the instability of the war in Israel is causing interest rates to come down. Because of that uncertainty, global uncertainty, investors are buying U.S. government debt. And whenever you have more buyers coming into the market, the price on the debt goes up, which correspondingly means interest rates come down. The lowering of interest rates is what Wall Street is obsessed with. They think that all the problems can be solved simply by lowering interest rates. So right now, Wall Street is all excited about any type of possibility that rates are going to come down. Whether they come down because there's a war in the Middle East, or whether they come down because inflation is perceived as cooling off, or whether they come down simply because the Federal Reserve succumbs to political pressure and lowers interest rates. But regardless of where rates are, there's still a shortfall in the amount of houses that are available for people that want to buy houses. There's a shortfall for the people that want to buy cars, whether they want to buy new or used cars. There's simply not enough supply of cars to meet the demand. And that carries through in all the finished products. When you go to the stores and you see higher prices and less choices on the shelf, it's simply because we've had an economy for the last 15 or more years that's been financially engineered to increase consumption without increasing the supply. And so I think you're going to continue to see the economy struggle until we have a better balance between supply and demand. And that's going to take some time. And so until then, as always, this is John Pugliano wishing you the very best returns.